this will be Set the Table, episode 28, for February 11th, 2021. I am John, and with me, as always, is Jack. Good day. Hey, how is it going? It's going well. Um, oh, and we're recording this uh, before Valentine's Day. I'm not sure when you're going to get this posted, but just just in case it gets up there before Sunday, don't forget it's Valentine's Day. Yes. Um, for the first time in forever since the group of friends that I have been playing with, and I've known these guys for a long, long time, like 15 plus years, um, we are all in relationships at the same time. Uh, one of us is married, in fact, so um, <clears throat> we have decided to, to suspend our uh, session in lieu of the holiday, which is a bummer, but I get it. Uh, so we're here this week to talk about feedback. Uh, we introduced this on our first episode of the year where we got sort of caught up at the end and we really wanted to talk about, you know, swapping characters in and out and processing feedback. So those were our next two episodes and now here we are. Um, let's, uh, let's do some recaps. I wish I had bumper music. Should I do that? Should we do bumper music? Probably. Right. I, I, I do bumper music in my lectures for, right. for my students. Then so. I'm going to look into bumper music for uh, for future sessions. But for now, um, we are playing uh, Monarchies of Mao uh, on our Wednesday group. Um, we didn't get to play this week, but uh, we did play since we recorded the last show. Um, right. We're, we're making progress on our murder mystery. Uh, I think we learned who the big bad is, as well as what she's after. And uh, we're working to stop her before... Before she succeeds, slash before we're discovered, um, but it's it's super yeah. interesting so far. It, it it has been a lot of fun. I I'm yeah. You you guys are probably we're, this this will probably be the last session if I'm because I'm using a module, and and um, I think I said this last show. I'm really happy that I picked a module. I'm not sure if I talked about that in the show or if I was talking about that with some friends over discord but um, uh maybe a little bit of both um i yeah, do think I, that you I, you talked about really enjoying having having that before you i know i it was actually i did this i didn't talk about this on the show it was with with, with a friend um because he he had looked at monarchies of mao um and pugmire and said yeah, it's it's a little too silly for me um, <laughs> stop! 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 You know, this skit is altogether far too silly. Far too silly. Far too silly. It's <laughs> it's five e with with uh with an anthropomorphic animal, uh, you know, veneer and and that's just silly. People would people would be you know get silly about being a cat or being a dog and and yeah. they'd role play. Oh, it's time for me to you know sit here and and clean my fur for half an hour. Um, uh. And, and, you know, I mean, there's, hey, look, Netflix has, um, I was going to say Antonio Banderas, but Puss in Boots, right? There's a Puss in Boots, <laughs> yes. Kung Fu Panda. Like, there's a lot of kind of childish, silly, um, anthropomorphic animal media out there. And so oh, for sure. my friend was like, yeah, I, I don't think that would be good for our group because it's just too silly. And having the module, uh, so I was telling him about, like what was going on with the group and how Wednesday nights were going. Um, and he's like, 
that's a really good story. It's yeah, it's 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 surprise. Like I'm really glad I had a module because if I would have homebrewed a Pugmire Monarchies of Mao game, I think it probably would have gone silly. And the game we're playing, that story that we're playing, is not silly. No. Well, it, it's it, it's so it's no. It's you're adventure. right. The story is not silly. It's just our characters right. that are a little silly. We're right, and we're, I mean we're having fun. Right. Rule no, absolutely. One, right. We're having fun. Yep. But the but the story and the theme and the plot is is serious, and there's a it's a murder mystery and a cult. A cult and, oh yeah, no, and, it's, and <laughs> not, it, it's it's not like childish reading, context. Like, no, it's not childish content. And if if that was a D and D game, right, you could easily see that as a a, a flat five E story. Oh, for sure, absolutely. Um, and, and but it was just it was that like I'm super glad I'm, we're playing the module, um, because it's really helped me see that. Yes, it's it's the artwork is fabulous, and if you love dogs or cats, you're gonna fall in love with the art. Uh, in the books, um, but it's it's a game. It it it, it isn't just five e with with veneer. Mm-hmm. It's an actual a game. The the world and the canon and and the the feel of the it's it's you know it's it is unique. It's like oh, Pugmire's Pug Luskin and um, Kalen is, is Callum Sean and you no. know, no, it's, it's not that at all. It's a very unique setting, uh, especially the theology, like the, the church of man for the dogs, uh, or bit, yeah. the history of the old ones for the cats. And I love, Oh, we'll save that for a deep dive. Let me, let me move on. Right. No so worries. that's, I just wanted, I wanted to point that out from the, from the Wednesday group is that I, as the GM, the guy you called the guide in in Pugmire um, as the guide. I'm really enjoying this, and I was surprised at the level of seriousness uh, in in the that the game provides. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's been good. I'm looking forward to to seeing where it goes. I am a little surprised to hear that it may only be another session. Uh, I, I I I don't know. I write much longer adventures than like three sessions and I, I really struggle to write one shots that you can actually do in three hours um which i can talk about a little bit here but uh yeah so so speaking of one shots that you can't play in three hours um we uh we were gonna have an off week uh one of my players wasn't gonna be able to make it um the sunday after our last recording week so not this past sunday but the sunday prior um so <clears throat> I write a one-shot for a group of evil characters. They are going to be henchmen to a villain who is prominent in one of the main game player characters' backstories. So there's this really nice connection to the world lore, and it lets me flesh this little bit out. Um, I get really into it, and I wrote more than I needed to so like the written intro that I provided for everyone was like 20 minutes of me talking at the beginning of the session which was way too much but I I wrote it so I wanted to read it um and I had planned for four encounters and super underestimated was like oh 15 minutes for an encounter which is not 
not realistic unless you have like one player and I had six playing online, which is I, I'm usually pretty comfortable with with up to 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 six, maybe even up to eight in person, but six online is is a different um, a different task. So it went really well. Uh, I had a, a new player, not a new player, but uh, somebody who we knew uh, joined the group for that. Um, I learned that wine is not good for DMing. Uh, towards the end of that session, I was definitely not as on the ball as I should have been for uh, like a boss fight uh, in terms of like keeping track of everything and managing things. And I, I tend to write complicated encounters anyway, so I, I kind of did that to myself. But um, what was supposed to be a uh, 7 to 10 p.m. turned into a 7 to 11.30 p.m. And I had to cut an encounter, and uh, it, it it was good. People liked it. I just I need to not write my one-shots with so much depth. Um, and then this past Sunday, uh, we got to play in a main game session where... Uh, you know what, let's circle back to this, because um, this is sort of why I wanted to talk about feedback before. So um, what about you? What are you playing on your Monday? So the Monday group has finished the Faux Marquess. Oh, okay, of, your 7th Sea Adventure. This Monday. So my seventh C, my second 7th Sea Adventure, um, the second module of that three-module story arc, uh, has now been play-tested twice. And... Um, it was, it was cool. I got to, the villain has, um, has a scheme and it's really funny because the module causes the, the title of the scheme in the module is if I can't have this, no one will. And one of the players actually said those words. It's like, oh my God, he's such a child. If he can't do this, he's going to make sure nobody can. And I was like, yes. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. Um, and the 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 party had a, a grand time kind of finishing up. Um, I I got a little overzealous and excited. And before uh, we really properly finished the faux Marques, I jumped right into the opening uh, scene of Pieces of Soul and the the, the ghostly. The Wraith shows up and does his thing and everyone's like, what the hell? <laughs> hey folks, John here. Sorry for the quick interruption. Due to my janky mic setup, I ended up being partially muted through the next minute and a half to two minutes. I've cut it so it's just Jack and the important bits. Although we lose the transition from talking about 7C to our main topic, which is feedback. So... Uh, stay tuned for that, and you'll get it when it comes, and sorry for the interruption. Enjoy the rest of the show. And and that's, and that's and what's really nice is for both groups, both the Wednesday group and the Monday group, the they have really glammed on to the NPCs that I wrote that I wanted them to connect with. So I, I, I know people, listeners have probably seen one of the hundred memes where there's, you know, the dungeon master and there's this beautiful, carefully crafted NPC plot hook on the left. And on the right is a cardboard stand up 
that says, you know, generic NPC, and all the party members are huddled around the generic NPC. Um, so, so that I, I was very happy that the characters I wanted them to connect with the 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 people in the main story were sympathetic and and were likable and people wanted to work with them um and the villains are villainous and and people were were also very um both groups kind of identified the villain not necessarily quickly but once it's like okay that's the bad guy we're working against him um it was it was uh it was there were the villains would try and you know oh i'm not such a bad guy come on why don't you nope you know you 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 talk to the hand buddy you're 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 the villain and we're not helping you you kind of thing so um yep i i've actually this weekend i've got to work on some leveling because everybody finished a five-step story so they get some really excellent benefits from that um which they'll need because i'm gonna try and run pieces of soul without the time travel <laughs> and that's and that's one of the reasons why i'm going to try and do it without that because i the time travel is not actually written into the module it's it's a village that you can only go to if you've been there before i it's stolen from pirates of the caribbean <laughs> yes i the the i'll so it's it, it's not magically enforced but it's mentioned in the Curse of the Black Pearl that um, the Isle uh, del Muerto, where the Black Pearl makes birth, is an island you can find if you've only been there before. So this is a hard thing to do is when you're playing. Like when you're playing live, you can read body language, and and that's that's one thing we haven't really talked about. Um, is as the GM watching your players body language and nonverbals yeah uh, as they're playing that's that's a form of feedback uh it's hard it's super hard impossible to do uh in my groups because we play on discord and we can't see each other uh, um but that's uh when you're playing live look for that as a gm we we haven't said that's something a gm should be doing um but that's something you should be doing and just kind of informally i'm not i'm not saying you know you have to spy on your players and try to derive their their emotional state from their feedback from their mm -hmm. nonverbal communications but you know if, if someone's got their arms crossed and they're leaning back or if someone's uh, spending way more time on in their phone than there's than playing the game or uh, you know, just just look for that like immediate engagement. Yeah, which is it. it and, you're right. It's really hard virtually, and and it's but it's it's really so. As a DM, you get so ingrained in. At least I do. Right, I get I get excited about playing NPCs and changing my voice, and I'm mm -hmm. looking at all these stats, and I've got all this, uh, all these things that I'm managing behind the screen uh and it's hard you, you know especially if you play with a screen uh you get behind the screen and you sometimes i'll forget to look over the screen yeah uh, um to make sure that people are kind of listening and engaged in that kind of thing 
it's a it's a bad habit i i have brought to the classroom because i was a dm before i was a teacher saying i i and i had to break it there too i would start writing on the board and talking to the board and basically echoing my voice off the whiteboard into the classroom uh and you have to look at people as you're as you're talking to see what if they're comprehending their you know to gauge yeah, that if they're engaged and how yeah, about yeah. half of my group doesn't you we we play on skype and video I, I have be optional but about half of my group doesn't um have their video on for internet connectivity reasons um because right. some of us live in pretty rural places with not good internet so um it's it's yeah no i mean that's it is definitely challenging uh especially it's sort of in today's D and D tabletop culture, um, with people playing online, so um, receiving feedback is a weird. It's kind of a weird thing, anyway. You know, like uh, I, I think a lot of. I think if you're a newer DM, getting. You you want so bad to be engrossed in what you're trying to put out to the players that it is difficult to also have the bandwidth to take in that information, um, and you kind of you 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 have to consciously remind yourself and and tell yourself to be okay and to be looking for that sort of feedback. Um, because if you, I don't know, if you're not, if you don't want any feedback as the DM or GM, and you're really not willing to listen to your players, then you're you're probably playing for more selfish reasons than to have fun with a group of other people. Um, I don't want to make a lot of assumptions, but you you should be open to receiving oh, feedback. I'll 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 so I, I'll help you out. I'll be judgy Smurf. If you don't care what your players are are how your players are feeling, you're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong. That's and that's my opinion, and and I know it's wickedly judgmental. But rule number one is to make sure everyone at the table has fun. And if you're the DM and you're not making sure everyone at the table is having fun, you're a bad DM. And I'm telling you it to your face. <laughs> there you go. You you heard it. I'm glad that somebody said it because I I just I don't know. I hesitate to do. I am not good at giving that really direct honest feedback unless i am oh, I'm very too damn comfortable old to give a shit anymore so right i don't know unless i'm really comfortable with the person like you i will i will tell you what i think but you know <laughs> i have been my yeah. entire life so sure um but it, i don't know it can be challenging encouraged oh go ahead it it can be challenging to 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 be in a place to hear feedback and and yes, and that's I think the other the another contributing factor is you're usually playing with friends, mm-hmm. right? So so there's there's an aspect of I'm a player, I'm playing with my friend, my friend's doing something that's kind of, eh, you know, geez, Jack, when you're when you play dwarves, you're really racist. And you know every you know, every elf we run into, you have to pick a fight, and you're using racial slurs while you're playing elven racial slurs, right? Not human racial slurs. Let's get yeah. that out of the way, yeah. um, <laughs> right? I'll, I'll say something like knife ears or or something like that, 
uh, and it's like it's it's a it's a little much. Like, yep, you know, elves and dwarves don't get along, and and that's canon in lots of fantasy. But how about dialing it back? Now, my my group is more than welcome to tell me that, and I will listen to that. Um, but it could be a challenge. Like, gosh, you know, he's a lot fun to have at the table and if we tell him to dial it back maybe he's gonna you know his dwarves will start to be kind of just go along to get along and they they won't have that oomph that that we enjoy Mm -hmm. um but it's it's your friend right and it's hard to tell your sometimes it's hard to tell your friends you don't like what's going on definitely definitely and i yeah i got certainly goes both ways from if you're the right. player giving your dm feedback and you know you know that it's your friend and they've put all this work into it and um i i definitely think it i i don't know i was gonna say i think it is harder for a player to give a dm feedback than the other way but i'm in the position of having been the dm who just had this session this this session one um with a group that i've been playing with for almost three years uh, well, we've had new people since then, but even then, I I struggled a little bit to be like, I, I did it a couple of times throughout that session where I w- one of the topics was homebrew, and it was like, you guys know that I put a lot of homebrew stuff in. Um, I need the creative liberty to change that stuff if it doesn't work the way that I wanted, and I know that I might give you something cool and fun, and then take it away or I might give you something kind of lame and then make it better but I'm gonna keep my right to do that and if you don't like it then maybe this group is not the group for you because homebrew is how I have fun as the DM and everyone was okay with it but it was it was that and maybe one other point that I was like this is what I do and if you don't like it deal um which is hard it's it's hard to 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 be in a position where you're like, hey, I'm okay. I, I want feedback about everything except for like these two things, unless that's like the only reason why you're not having fun. And and I think that's, we, we're talking about feedback uh, and we've talked about boundaries before, but that's, yes, like there's there's feedback and things that I can change. And then there's, like no, you know, at session zero we had a hard bound, you know, we we set a a hard limit on this type of behavior or on this like, um, you know, no player character vampires. Like we we set specific things. Like you, you're like we're playing homebrew, so you know if you had a player who every week showed up with skull and shackles and was like, come on, John, run skull and shackles Pathfinder 1.0 for us, you'd be like. Dude, sorry, that's not what we're no. doing here. <laughs> like, I, so so there's I, no. there's um, you know, you need to be open for feedback, right? Definitely. Um, I I would also say don't take it personally. Yes. Like it's not a personal attack. Well, okay, good feedback shouldn't be a personal attack. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's the, so I right? I. Yeah, in terms of like processing feedback, I would say don't don't knee jerk, right? Right. So it's 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 not a per like don't don't react to it the second you hear it, um, right? Because oftentimes, hey, I I don't like when I, I don't know I I gave you some uh some feedback throughout our seven C adventure, um, and some of yeah. that was 
as the giver of the feedback, I did not take that second to say what I wanted to say in a in a constructive feedback kind of way. It was just a I don't like what this quest is. You know, I don't right. want to help. I don't want to. My, my character doesn't want to help this person. Like this is not what I signed up for. Um, right. And my own inability to provide that feedback in a good way could have led to you being like, well, you know, f you. This is what we're doing. Um, but you didn't because you took that. I I don't think you knee jerked your response to me, but I definitely knee jerked my response to you and should not have. So give yourself that well, so beat and and think about how you want to deliver that feedback. Yeah. So so that's that that actually was where my my mind was going next was whether if you're giving feedback, make sure that it's feedback and not just griping or complaining. Yeah. And if you're listening to feedback, try to suss out what is the feedback. If if it comes at you and it's it's grumpy or it's grousing or it's complaining or it's like, you know, gosh darn it, John, the last three magical items you've given us totally suck. Uh, okay. It, it, is there feedback in there? It, yes. Was it delivered with, with kindness and love? Uh Maybe not. not. Not so much. <laughs> but, but that's that's I think where where you've said you know take a beat, don't react immediately. Like listen, L actively listen to what is coming at you. Write. I like to write stuff down. Mm -hmm. You know, yep. I'll, I'll put it in my journal. Uh, I've got a I've got a moleskin that's nothing but uh, my role play game journal. Uh, and I'll write that down. You know, okay. I had a player tell me um, my Italian accents, are, my Vadachi accents are terrible. Um, <laughs> you, you know, so I go listen to Italian pronunciations for on YouTube for a couple of hours, so I can try and get it better. Um, and and yeah, that it was, and that that made the game more difficult to play because I was trying to do such a thickly accented character this is when i was a playing a vidachi player in 7c um i'm a method actor right so i'm doing a very thick italian accent and uh and throwing in real italian words i don't speak italian but i looked up a, enough italian words to you know ciao and bellissimo and um uh, to and 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 that the other players were like gosh it's really hard to understand you your character and it's like oh okay i need to dial it back down kind of thing mm -hmm. um but that's yeah you you've got to kind of listen carefully write it down and then try to deal with it later because because sometimes right you're in the session you're already gonna have if you're in a combat session or if you're in a dramatic sequence and you're rolling dice and you're concerned about the outcomes like there's all sorts of stuff you're you're the psychologist so you can tell me about all the stuff that's going in your mind with dopamine and reward cycles and near miss psychology and that kind of stuff. And then to turn around and say, Oh, this is terrible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I was, I was going to say, um, one of, one of, in that vein, one of the, the sort of tips that I would offer is, is don't, if you are the receiver of the feedback, um, don't reply to it right away. Take, you know, sit with that and process it. Because like you said, Oh, that sucked. 
is is there is some feedback in there um and if you're in that moment and you're trying to have immersion and flow states in all of your play like I, I don't know you know what it's like when you are in a session and the next thing you know somebody looks at a clock and it's like hey guys it's been three hours what are we doing like you, you know those really good sessions and if you get feedback especially um I I had a little bit in one of my right one of the the prompting events to this was that I had a, a difficult um monster encounter designed for a party of of five players uh two players enter the dungeon um a few rounds you know a good minute right so 6 10 rounds before other players would get there um and it was you know re really challenging it, you know for two people it was a deadly encounter um but later on in that session uh, a player who was frustrated by that was delivering feedback at inappropriate times uh, that sort of jarred the, the flow of the group. And luckily, we were sort of right at the end of the session. But if you are the receiver of the feedback, um, you probably don't want to process it while everyone is trying to, to still do the thing that they're doing. Uh, if you're in the fight with the dragon and somebody bites a, a, a 86 damage breath because they didn't dodge and it only hit that one person and they're like, wait, whoa, that's not fair. Well, hold on. It's like, hey, everyone else is still still in this fight with the dragon. We'll we'll process that afterwards. Like, um, it's you, you definitely want to give yourself time to let all of that soak and to give yourself time to know what to respond to about it. Um, yeah, I really, really going back to the if a player says something, there is some feedback there, and you have to, if they aren't delivering it in a really thoughtful way, which if you are receiving both negative and positive feedback, um, it may not always be very thoughtful. You know, it might just be like, holy shit, that session was freaking awesome. Can we do more of that? And it's like, well, what is that to write? But don't ask right away. Right. R like you said, write it down. Um, you, you said moleskin. I've been uh, I've been trying to digitize my two plus years of DM notes because I just have a stack of pages that I've ripped out from all sorts of different notebooks that I I keep um, close. So so I I'm looking next to me onto the chaise uh, couch and it is. One, two, three, four, four stacks of papers, uh, two notebooks, and I don't know how many sticky notes. So, write stuff down. <laughs> um, See, and I'm going the total opposite way. I'm trying to get away from computers. <laughs> it's, I really, really like, and I realize this as I'm trying to, to do this digitizing, is that all of the sketching and the the stuff that I write in the margins is really hard to like write up in a neat format. And I, I, I don't know, I need paper notes when I'm DMing, especially because if somebody says something like, oh, wait, that was a that was a cool NPC. I hope we see them again. I can write that. You know, that's feedback. And I can try to write that yep. down somewhere on the side um, or circle it or or sketch it in, in bold or triple underline it or put it in pen or something like there's a lot more mechanisms that I can do to help me remember that on paper. Um, and that's probably another good tip. You know, take notes. If, if somebody does give you feedback or says something that you want to circle back to, just jot it down. Um, 
really, really helpful stuff. Uh, one thing that I, I will, um, I don't know, I guess shifting just a little bit, um, is, is sort of inconsistencies in feedback. And this is also part of why I did this session zero thing is because I, I would talk to players often at different times throughout the week, um, between our Sundays where like after a session I've got one maybe two players that'll hang out and chat a little bit and we'll do a little debrief and and I can get some feedback there uh, one of my players is my girlfriend who I live with so I you know I talk to her about the session the next day and make sure that it was all good and then throughout the week I might have players reaching out to me on on discord or text or whatever um, to 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 give whatever and it's not all feedback sometimes it's just commentary or questions about world lore but um because i was handling that in such a player by player basis uh it it got a little bit inconsistent in terms of okay well this player thought that these encounters were really difficult this player wants purposefully deadly encounters and thinks that that will be super fun this player thought that that encounter was fine um, but, you know, doesn't really want any greater risk. So with, with all of these different people saying, hey, I want this, I want this, I want that, I want this thing, um, it can be really helpful to bring everyone together for those feedback sessions. Um, and I really like the post-session debrief, and I, I, I know that because of the time that we play and everyone's schedules, everyone in my group can't stick around for an extra 15 minutes. Um, but I... I appreciate the folks who do, um, and I really like that model for getting feedback, because if you've got your whole group right there, you can get group feedback, and then all of your players can hear the feedback that each other are also giving. So you know, as somebody giving feedback, that your your cleric thinks that the encounters are really tough, but you're the wizard, so you're fine with them, but you're not the one who has to spend all of their spell slots healing every time. So it's nice to be able to hear what the other feedback givers are doing. You really, I, I don't know, it's a team game, right? Like tabletop RPGs are a collaborative, creative effort. And if you aren't collaborating together, then not you're doing it wrong, but you're, you're missing out a little bit on some of that group cohesion that you can get. Um, and, and you can move away from that sort of inconsistent delivery of all this different information. And and that collaborative piece, a, a lot of times um, we're talking about feedback and collaboration, uh, a, a GM will feel res they're ultimately responsible um, and getting your players together and get getting that kind of group feedback going gives the players agency and takes some of that responsibility for, you know, make sure everyone at the table has fun away from the GM. I mean, that's, yeah, the GM is ultimately responsible to make sure people have fun, but the players have to help, right? <laughs> can't yeah. Just, it's yes. Please, uh, please you know, do. <laughs> please help us if, as if much wanna, as you can. If you want to passively sit and have an experience, go play a video game, like go play a video 
you know, go play Dragon Age Inquisition or go play Red Dead Redemption or play, you know, play one of these games that has a strong story element and you can you sit there even, on your couch and just receive. You right? could even Make some play Baldur's decisions. Gate and get a D&D experience alone. Yeah. I mean, but but what you're doing, right, is you're inter you're making certain decisions, but you don't have a lot of agency in any of those games um, where at during a table top role play like as the player you're contributing you you have a you have an active role in what happens in the game mm -hmm. um so getting the getting the team together and having the team talk about stuff it validates the the feedback that you're getting so as the gm it's like wow three out of my four players feel that the encounters are too difficult Okay, that you know, it's it's and it's. I mean, it's it's kind of. I, I'm not trying to say, oh, you know, if it's only one player that comes to you, you know, take that with a grain of salt. Um, listen to your players. Listen to your players all the time. But if there's a group of players saying the same thing, they valid they validated their feelings with one another, and you as the DM know, yeah, I got to focus on this because. Lots of people are concerned about this, or lots of people really enjoyed um, being at sea. We should do more sea adventure uh, in this in this module in the in in our next session because hmm. um, they really really like being out on the ocean kind of thing. That was one of the one of the things that I picked up from. My, so I let me, let me backtrack one one step. Um, sure. <clears throat> I did this. I've been calling it a session zero. Uh, because I hadn't done that in the way that I should have. Um, ideally, I think, and I'd be curious to know your philosophy on this too, but if you have a player join a group, you should do a session zero with the party with that player. Yeah? No? Overkill? Yeah, oh no, that's... Okay. No, gosh no. It. I mean, it doesn't have to be the full... Like, if you play for two hours on your... It doesn't have to be like the full night. Like, oh, no, absolutely. We're gonna do a session zero for the next two hours. You could just say, hey, we got someone new joining. We're gonna just revisit the rules, right? No sexual violence, no murdering children, um, overt racism against uh, elves is okay. Um, no evil characters. We don't do a lot of PvP here, so that's not welcome. And then, you know, a little bit of backstory to integrate the new player and yeah exactly. i mean but that's not a that doesn't have to be like a three-hour session no no we we used we used 45 minutes because i hadn't i hadn't done it for four-fifths of the group what one of my players who had been here since the very beginning had sat through one of my session zeros and i had failed to do one for every other player that joined so um i did it p partially because i i needed to organize the feedback a little and partially because I had really done my players a disservice. Um, but having those, uh, I don't know, session 0 0.1, session 0 0.2, call it whatever you want. Um, but having a check-in, uh, and like I was saying, uh, trying to, if you have the time to do it after the session and you can do a 10 minute debrief, um, just to get a, get a feel, that's great. Um, but in my, we, we used 45 minutes of a, a three hour session, 
um, to, to do all of this. And I, I learned that my players really want a little bit more direct storytelling. Um, and I, I built this, I have a huge world. I've been working on it for years. Super proud of it. Love sandboxy stuff. Uh, when I'm a player, I want agency and I want to be able to go wherever and, and do anything. Um, but I, I learned that my players don't necessarily need that and they would rather have more direct story progressing beats along the way um and that's i don't don't know we've been playing for it'll be three years in july and i feel a lot more confident in my ability to create an experience where everyone will have fun because of this and reflecting i'm like I not I've been doing a bad job, but I really haven't been doing what everyone would have wanted me to do. And everyone has been having fun. Nobody has been super disappointed in anything that's happened thus far. But it wasn't I, I don't know, it feels like I missed out on something for them. Um and like you were saying, you know, don't take per, don't take the feedback personally, but when you get the feedback and you start to process it, don't, I don't know, it's hard for me to say this because I'm doing it right now, um, but try not to feel bad about what you have done up to this point because of new information that you've learned. I, I will I will throw out one of my favorite presidential quotes from uh, Ronald Reagan. Don't okay. be afraid to see what you see. Okay. I like that. Um, So you, your players have said they would like more of a story thread instead of a sandbox. A, you shouldn't feel guilty. I don't, I don't feel guilty. You, you sounded like you felt a little bit guilty in, in your, in your monologue there. I felt like I, I have not been delivering them the experience that they desire. Oh, okay. Maybe maybe, maybe a little bit of it is guilt. I I don't know. Maybe a little bit of it is is regret or or a little bit of that imposter syndrome that every DM gets at one point or another. Sure, sure. But now but now that you know, I mean, so you you've spent that time building this rich homebrew land now you can use that tapestry to tell a story right find a thread and pull it for oh, your makes... <laughs> i just had like a, a flashback to 7c when you said find a thread and pull it <laughs> <laughs> i'm like oh no but what's that... gonna happen <laughs> Uh, but but that's like so that that's what we're talking about like you got you got valid feedback from your group and now you can take that and do something extraordinary yes right take action Um, everyone's had feedback right take action and and that's and and that's so i i'm gonna say make sure that you address the feedback. If the players give you feedback and you say thank you and you write it down, 
and you process it, let your players know. Like, close the loop. Even if you're not going to do anything about it, right? It's like, gosh, I wish I, you know, hey, I'm a level one wizard. Can I have the wish spell? That'd be really cool. I could be like, <laughs> you know, and I can only cast the wish spell if someone is like, if someone breaks one of my toes with a hammer. It's like, that's kind of silly. It's weird and silly. And and no, it's, it's just that that will kind of break my game. So I listened to your feedback, wrote it down. Spent a couple days thinking about this, and then the answer is no. I'm I'm not going to give a level one wizard wish. Um, if someone is breaking your toe with a hammer, yeah, you can only cast ten wishes in your lifetime before all your toes are smashed. <laughs> um, and then you'll lose, you know, you lose two points of dexterity. Um, <laughs> that's but uh, that but, sounds like a pretty pretty good thing though. I don't know, that's fun. Well, fun yeah, idea. I mean, on the ninth. When, when someone smashes your your last toe, you wish for ten more toes, right? <laughs> and then they grow out of your forehead, and you also get a minus two to charisma. To charisma now, and now someone can smash those and make more wishes. But, um, but yeah. You know, so so do make sure you close the loop. Make sure you tell your players how you're implementing their feedback if it's not going to be readily apparent. Sometimes sometimes you can't, right? Um, sometimes they've asked for certain things and you're going to try it like, like I did with our Wednesday group. Um, you guys were like, gosh, we didn't spend any, we didn't spend a lot of time fighting. It's like, okay, I'll try to make more fighting opportunities, more action sequences, uh, for you. I can't tell you like, okay, tonight we're going to have three action sequences in a row because that kind of ruins the mystery of the game. Part of that too, is that we asked for that and then we continued to avoid them. So, well, so so yeah, I mean that, and 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 I gave you guys that feedback, right? It was like, <laughs> you guys wanted more action, and these really mouthy guys are trying to cr smash into your boat and tell you to get the hell out of their way, and then you didn't fight them; you just let them go. Yep. <laughs> and then you get into town, and you almost get run over by a coach, and then the coach stops, and and the people in the coach are you know, making rude gestures at you and saying, you know, get your lazy butts out of our way. And you didn't fight it. Like, I, <laughs> I will like, not be baited. <laughs> it's like, here, here you go. Here's a neat fight sequence. Here's another neat fight. It's like, nope, nope. And, and, uh, yeah, I mean, try as you might. Was... Sometimes, sometimes your players, I don't, I don't know. Some, sometimes your players might not know exactly how they want what they want. Yep. So that was the that's, that's more of that gonna... processing feedback. Right. And that was the next thing I was going to say. So close, close the loop, make sure your players know you either have heard their feedback and you're not going to address it or act on it. You're going to address it, but you're not going to act on it or you're not going to change the game um, on it and, and have reasons, right? Don't just say no, but say, no, you can't have a wish spell as a level one wizard because that's going to really break the, the game. Because that's um, not how it works. It's, yeah, you you have to be, you know, you know mm, so... Maybe we can give you a ring of three wishes with one charge left, but... Right, and maybe. And, <laughs> maybe. and when you wish that the ring is going to constrict and, and cripple your finger. Sure. Something crazy like that, but... Um, 
you know, address address the if you if you're not going to do it, have a reason. Just don't say don't just say no, but no, you know, I this is a dungeon. You're doing a jungle hex crawl. I really, you know, the thing that you've asked for, it isn't isn't really appropriate here. Or, mm-hmm. you know, we we could do that after you get out of the jungle. We could try to to do more sailing sea adventure kind of things. Right. Um, but so make sure you have a reason for saying no. Um, and if you say yes, right, communicate that as well. Um, and then, gosh, what was I going to say? Oh, you don't have to act on every single piece of feedback. Oh, gosh, no. <laughs> right. You probably shouldn't act on every single piece either. Because, like, I don't right. know, like I was just saying, like, sometimes the the feedback that you get is... This is the feelings that we have, but it's not. I know mechanically that this it's it's we feel this way about it. Not this is how you can mechanically solve what we're feeling. Right. Um, which which are usually two like pretty different things, uh, and I don't I don't like assuming the knowledge of my players. Um, I've got uh, a really good mix. I've got a couple guys who've like read the player's handbook, monster manual, and DMG front to cover uh, a couple of times, and then I've got people cover who... to back. Yeah, yeah, yep. There you go. Um, fr- front front to, cover. to cover. They they read the first page, <laughs> and I I've also got a couple of people in the group who have read the first page or who haven't read it at all. Um, so I I would. I would say that you as the DM, unless you're playing in a group of really, really experienced players who are also regular DMs, that you probably have uh, the best grasp on mechanically how things are working in your world. Um, and and the feedback that they give might not make, you know, game design sense per what you're doing. Um especially if you are playing in different systems where something that might really work in 5e is just not going to work in 7c or or vice versa. I was going to say, if you're going to make changes based on feedback, try to be, um, make, make small adjustments in the same direction. So think of it as, is turning a sailing ship instead of yank, yanking and banking in a fighter jet. Oh yeah, for sure. I like that. So so um it's like gosh, we want more combat. Okay. Here's, you know, three green dragons show up. Roll for initiative. And then go, wow, that was a big fight. Okay, great. You're walking down the hill after beating up the dragons and four trolls show up to get the dragon's treasure. Roll for initiative. Like don't just ham fist and hammer players with what they've asked for. Yeah, for that, sure. That's also um yes, it, it's it's nice to to give the players what they want, but um you know, when I was a little kid, I wished it was Christmas every day. Um and if it's Christmas every day, it gets Christmas starts to lose its appeal. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So if if they're like, gosh, we really want more combat, and then for the next four sessions it's nothing but uh, knockdown, dragout after knockdown, dragout, yep. they're gonna get 
tired of so of that. I I this I I acted on so the the session that I we did that uh, session zero. The remainder of that session, for the most part, was spent. Um, the the party was doing some some RPing. Uh, they finished a, a dungeon and they were collecting information to to round that out. Um, and they were getting ready for their next stuff. Uh, party decided they wanted to take a chunk of downtime, which worked out really well because a couple of players had been asking for um, uh, subclass changes. Was one of the things. Um, and it was like I'm I'm fine with that. I just need a way to have that make narrative sense. Um, but part of the the feedback that I had got was they want you know a little bit more direct, um, a little bit more action combat oriented. And then one player also mentioned like yes the action's good, but I also you know I don't want you to lose the story and the reason for why we're doing those things. Um, and so it's a, I don't know, I've got a lot of really like purpose and meaning oriented folks in my group, which I, I like. And so at the end of that session, which was mostly RP, um, I threw in an encounter that was that I hadn't planned for. Um, and it was it was relatively easy, but my players liked rolling the dice and having the fight. So um, they they also just hit level 11 too so they got to a couple of people got to try out new spells or, or new abilities from their month of downtime and um, that worked out really really well so I know we've been saying you know take a minute don't don't react to the feedback immediately um, but I, I don't know I guess I'm confident enough in my ability to, to process that or to process parts of it right some of it are easier than other bits especially like hey you know yeah, yeah we want like ideally at least one combat a session right I, I can do that may not be a great combat sure. but we can do it um and and even just that little bit like you said do do small little bits you know we want more combat means maybe one extra encounter a session until you start hearing that more and then if your players are still hey we want more combat hey we you know let's can we can we stop being in towns we want more combat maybe just do dungeon crawls or do uh, like a West Marches campaign, like um, if if the feedback that you're getting is the same, even after you've made ch those small changes in that direction, m then explore slightly larger ideas for change. Um, yeah. And one thing that we haven't touched on at all that uh, we I mentioned something you know in Five E might not work in Seven C. But we haven't been talking about system differentiation stuff a lot. Uh, and if you're getting feedback that is more drastic, nah, drastic is a little strong, but if, if you're getting feedback that's a little bit more than, oh, we'd like more combat, or I'd like a wish spell. If somebody, if I don't know, and Yuri's like, oh, we want, we want more sailing stuff. Well, you know, D&D &D is fine for that, but have you guys ever heard of 7C? Um, and we haven't really done a whole lot of, of strong feedback can lead to more, uh, see drastic is, I keep going back to that, but it's a little strong changes for your table where, you know, it could be that you're not playing the system that best caters to what you guys are all trying to do. Um, right. And, and that's, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I was, I was trying to figure out how to say that. But if, yeah, if you have, if the feedback is, 
mechanic, if it's crunchy, if it's mechanics based, if it's, you know, gosh, I wish it didn't take us three hours to have a four minute fight or, yeah. you know, I, I, I like the idea of flying around in a spaceship, but this, I, this, this, you know, it's a magical engine that goes into a, into a different dimension. I, I, I'm not, you know, I'd rather do a physics calculation to figure out how many kilometers, you know, at three G's of acceleration, how long is it going to take me to fly from Saturn to, to, to Venus? You know, that, um, right. Yes. I, I, yeah. Maybe, maybe we shouldn't be playing Starfinder. Maybe we should play, uh, Traveler. That play was Traveler. Yeah. Right. Um, and that, yeah, that's, that's what I was hinting at. Um, but that's, and, and that could be hard to process as a new DM or someone who's new to the hobby. It's easy for you and me to go, oh, yeah, shit, you, you should be playing 7C or no, you should be playing Mouse Guard. Um, because we, you know, I, I'm a role play game eclectic. I love role play game rules and I'm looking at three shelves worth of role play books, <laughs> right. all I mean, different you, systems. You are, you are an, an right? expert, right? You're a, a experienced DM. You know, three know. stars. Yeah, I'm old. So <laughs> I guess so, right? But like, I'm not I'm that old, old but I'd, I'd call myself intermediate even, right? Just because I have, you know, a, a little bit wider of a range of experience. But we are, sure. I mean, yeah, and, we, and, we are outliers. We are outliers because we, you know, GURPS, you, you and, and I, I mean, I, I did that to you as a child. I, I got you into this um frenetic i was gonna say schizophrenic but it's not that's not the right term you know we we're gonna play gurps and then we're gonna play vampire and then we're gonna play dungeons and dragons and then we're gonna play traveler and then we're gonna frenetic, play frenetic was very World, good and then we're gonna play <laughs> ghostbusters and uh you know you, it's it's all these different systems and and so if you're not well versed in lots of different systems and your players are saying things like you know, gosh, why do I have to keep track of my encumbrance? There are systems out there that don't have an encumbrance, right? 7C. Mm -hmm. um, if you you want to play a space-based game and you want you, you you play with people who like math and science, right? Fifth edition Traveler is, you're going to fall in love with that system. So if you're playing, or play, if you're playing 5E, awesome. Loth, you know, Loth strength upon you, um, <laughs> but there are other systems out there. I know I, was, I got religious on you. Sorry. No, um, it's okay. It's funny. And and look, like I I just I started rereading the Conan rules. Um, you because bet, you, Modifius you, oh, is you've been so about Conan lately. So Modifius is releasing a splat book for Conan Exiles, the video. So the video game is actually going to oh, cross geez. over into the tabletop role-play game. Um, I have a feeling I have... But I, I, I should be designing a barbarian character. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I'm super, super stoked that the Dom Fear is finally getting some love in, in 5e. Yeah! Big news, everybody. Dom Fear in the unearthed arcana of 5e. Um... That was the you the first time that I ran a maybe not the first time but one of the times that I ran like a meaningful campaign for for you and my siblings you played a Dompier and we had to do a little bit of, of of shuffling to make the Pathfinder stuff work for for D and D but we were playing three five at the time so that was easy enough 
Um, it was yeah, easy enough. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I've got that. Your character holds a place in my heart. Um, and it's very, I don't know. It's very cool to see that now 5e might be a little bit more appealing for you. Just a little. <laughs> well, just a little. Now, now I could join your, your Sunday group. You, ooh, ooh, you could. Um, I have an invite <laughs> extended for a sixth, a sixth player, um, that I, I am, I'm holding. Um, so I, yep. I don't know if I'd want the group. Maybe, maybe if you want a guest spot sometime, perhaps if, if it comes around to it, but, um, well, yeah, yeah I mean, only if I can play my Domfear Cavalier. Yes, yes, absolutely. Hen, Hen, mm, Hanover. Hanover von Krumpus is always welcome. Hanover von Krumpus, yes. Hanover. Um, yeah, sorry, we got, his, really, we got his... really excited about that. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, I when <laughs> you sent that to me, I was like, yes, they finally, you know, are are doing decent races. <laughs> <laughs> um, Where well, it's a humanoid, right? But mm-hmm. so, so, um, yeah, I guess we need to get back on track with the, this whole feedback thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't, I don't remember exactly where we trailed off there. Um, if you, I think you were, you were saying Systems. if you don't, yeah, if you don't have the the breadth of system knowledge and you get feedback like, oh, we, you know, we should do more ship and sailing stuff, but you play five E, like you might not know that there's other stuff available. Um, you might also have have trouble getting your group to to switch or to learn a new system too. Um, that was one of the things that I I checked in our session zero because I've been low key pushing for for my group to play uh, Dungeon Crawl Classics DCC, um, and and I think I've only got two out of the five that are interested in that. Um, mm-hmm. So at some point when one of the players who are not interested uh, can't make a regular session. <clears throat> I'd like to invite you to to come and be our third, and then I can just do a little little three man group with uh, with DCC. But it's hard. Oh, like yeah. DCC is not that far from Five E, but I still have a couple of people in the group who are like, I, I I'm just not interested in learning that. Like I I just don't. I'd rather just right. play this. Um, right. And that's I don't know that's okay too because right like you, rule one you want everyone to have fun and if somebody wouldn't have fun sure. learning a whole new system then maybe that isn't the change that you need to make. Um, changing right, systems is, a, is a that's a, a like it'd be a rare thing that you'd get feedback where that would be like the one correct answer too. So we've been talking about it for a little bit, but I, I want to just note that that's probably a fringe case. Well, I, I, I don't know if I would agree with that. Like, if if the majority of folks at the table are struggling with encumbrance and really heavy mathy games, um, you know, there's Fate, there's Seventh Sea. Um, I'm trying to think of a couple of other less it's like math-y. DCC doesn't do encumbrance. Um, yeah, but DCC is pretty, still pretty crunchy and mathy. A little bit. Um, but that's, I guess like, that's what I, I'm yeah, saying. Like, is t- don't all be the, the what's a fiasco? That's the other one you like. Yeah, fiasco. Ten, is ten candles one. doesn't do. It's not a lot of crunch there. That's... 
Yeah, I'm. I'm just. I'm just saying. If you if you're getting a lot of feedback that is system specific, it's okay to look at other systems. Oh, for sure. And, for sure. And my my Monday group loves trying things out. I I see. I don't know. I think I think that a good portion of my group would really enjoy DCC. I also think yeah. that uh, you know. Specifically, one of my players would just love Seven C. Like the the whole bargaining with the the judge for hero points and what you can do in an action, and having it be this this big cinematic thing that you only roll one set of dice for. Like I I don't know. I know in my heart of hearts that he would enjoy that, but I also don't know that they would try it right. And then I've got a couple other people who I think would really love the the quick combat old style D and D that DCC offers, but that just won't, won't try it. So it's okay. Right. You, like you said, you don't always have to, you don't always have to act on every piece of feedback. And if you get feedback from your players that is, you know, Hey, we want to do more sailing. Hey guys, what do you think about seven C? You know, you're providing, you're not providing feedback in response to their feedback, but you are continuing the loop as as sort of uh, you, you know you were talking about closing the loop you can keep the loop going right and right. and just be like well what about 7c and well i don't want to well here's what we could get out of it if we did no we still don't want to okay then how can i how can i then accomplish what you would like without doing this option right so you know we and want more they, ships they, well what about so then they say, 7c well, well, we don't want to learn a new system. Shackles, it, well, let's play Skull and Shackles with 5e. Like how convert con, take this module and just convert it to 5e for us. Sure. I, I was I, mean, I was going to I was going to plug Ghosts of Saltmarsh too. Like there there are sort of 5e things that you can do yep. that get a little there bit more 5Es. towards that. Yep. Yep. Um or for I don't know and that's we we do i think we do a, a good job of being as system agnostic as we can um but especially like on the the 5e deep dive there's just more for 5e than anything else right now so if you wanted ships and sailing i'm i'm i i'm really tempted to look it up but i also want to blindly say that i'm i'm that confident that if you were to go to drive through rpg and look for ship and sailing stats for 5e you'd find it like i'm not gonna look because i'm pretty confident but well i I was thinking head over to um adventure a week oh yep another another good guys who did rise to the drow they probably have a sailing ship right but like it's something is probably out there for 5e you know um, where it might be easier for a group to take the the mechanics that they know and and just try to dress it up a little differently. Yes. Yep. Um, and then I also wanted to provide a little bit of um, sort of a, a tip section here near the end for players who would like to give their DM tough feedback. Um, and if you haven't gleaned it throughout the episode so far, um, 
we we I believe that DMs should be open to receiving feedback. Um, and if you're a player who has something, you know, like, hey, we've been doing a lot of uh, dragon stuff, and I'm I'm I, I, I'm sick of dragons. You know, it's okay if you have that's I don't know, not a good example for tough feedback. But if you have tough feedback to deliver, do it. Um, your your DM, you know, should be under at least open to re hearing that. Whether or not they're gonna act on that is is part of the processing part of the feedback loop. Um, but you have to you have to tell somebody so that they know something is wrong, um, especially with, if you're playing online and it's hard to get that body language, nonverbal communication out of it. You know, like if you have a scene where somebody a, a child does get murdered and you you know maybe you covered that in session zero and it was like hey there there might be some some violence in the in in the game, um, and you don't for a long time and then your party enters. Uh, the the basement of a murderer that they just arrested, and there are are you know dead infants. Like you could say, hey, I'm not comfortable with that, and and you as a player should feel empowered to deliver feedback, especially if it is something you know tough like that. Um, other, yeah, be, other, be honest, try to yeah. keep emotion out of your, like, sometimes this gets emotional, but try to be honest, professional, clear, and, and, and supportive, right? That's the yeah. other thing too. This is all of, none of this is supposed to be, you know, uh, your acts, your dwarven accents are all Sean Connery, and they suck, John. Stop it, <laughs> right? That's no, that that's not good. <laughs> that that's feedback, but that's not the right. That's not the right delivery method. Mm -hmm. Is that is that how I want to say that? Yeah. Um, so yeah, that that sounds like feedback from somebody who didn't take the beat to figure out what exactly they wanted to say. Right. Um, yeah, honesty, uh, you sh should, should feel empowered to, to, to give that feedback. Um, keep, keep an open mind, you know, I think open-mindedness was sort of one of the things that we introduced right as uh, a DM who should be, you know, open to receiving that feedback. Um, if you're a player giving feedback, it could be that other players don't share that sentiment, and and you should still give that feedback. But you should also keep in mind that, you know, if you're the only person giving that feedback, it it may not be likely that a change will result from it. Um, or you might give a piece of feedback that another player will, you know, provide feedback that is the opposite of that. You know, like, hey, I want more combat. Hey, I want less combat. Like. Oh geez, what do we do now? Um, but you have to, you as the players have to tell the DM that so that they know, and you as the DM have to tell the players what you're thinking in response to that so that they know. Um, and and if you haven't seen the the D and D 
problem flowchart. Uh, you can look that up. But maybe I'll maybe I'll throw a link um, in the description for the upload. Um, but the 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 flowchart basically describes like if you're having an issue, is it an issue that you're having because of you, or is it an issue you're having because of of the game or or another player? Is it something that can be resolved? Loop your DM. Will they help you resolve it? Yes, no. Um, consider leaving the group. Like, if if your feedback isn't being listened to and you're not being heard and you're not having fun, then it sounds like you may need to go a step beyond just providing feedback. Um, and we haven't really talked about like leaving or quitting groups ever. I don't think, but um, you you can. No, we have not talked about that yet. If that's where your feedback loop gets you, um, so yeah, I don't know. Kind of kind of a dramatic place to go here near the end, but. Do you have any other like tips or stuff for people delivering feedback or anything else that you want to touch on? I no, I I think I'm just kind of like like I said, be be clear, be professional, try to keep emotion out of it, make sure that it's going to um increase fun. Yeah, make sure that it's going to increase your fun and not not um diminish what's going on yeah right cool that was uh that was some good stuff i i yeah i think when we first introduced this i was really struggling with how to how to deal with all the feedback that i was getting um and it's been gosh like a, a at least a month since then because we've it was the first episode we did of the year and it's the third episode at least like six weeks right um yeah and I, it, it's taken me that long to get to a point where I can really sink into a lot of the feedback that I had been getting um, to be able to do something positive and actionable in the game. Um, so I, I guess I will just end it with the... We've talked about the, the feedback loop and, and taking the pause before you, before you deliver the feedback Are or you before you respond to it. Um, that pause can be a long time before you are ready to do something with that, and that's okay. So, uh, without anything else to say, um, that is going to wrap up episode 28. Um, if you would like to comment, please do so wherever this uh, video or audio can be found. Uh, if you want to ask us a question, get involved, give us some feedback, do so on Twitter at jmscota 5 or at Red Hoodie Games. Um, and if you want to do anything more than that, uh, please head on over to patreon.com slash skoda, that's S-K-O-D-A. Um, and I'll just remind folks that uh, The Painter and the Pirate, the first module in Jack's three-module adventure path for 7C, is available now on Drive-Thru RPG. So we talked about um, the first one as being sort of standalone. You can play that one. Um, if you do and you like it, maybe the second one will be available in the near or far future. And if you play the second one, you'll definitely want to play the third. So stay tuned for more updates about that. Um, that's going to do it for us, and we will uh, we'll see you next time. Good day. Good day.